pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Chance Encounters Podcast. We've been operating board game cafes around the UK for about six years now. From first dates to last dates, from hen dues to family dues, we've seen it all and recommended a board game for it. And now we're looking for a fresh challenge. Each week we'll be inviting a guest to put our board game knowledge to the test. It'll be up to us to figure out what their absurd and abstract scenario calls for and recommend a game that will totally topple their twister. (laughs) Whichever recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point, and whoever has the most points at the end of the season will be crowned the titan of board games. So we've had one titan of board games already, but uh, their crown will perhaps be stolen. Me, Me and Ben will be attempting to reclaim that. Yeah, I've been sharpening my skills. Got to get that little like whetstone out of your board game knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I am one of your hosts. I am Richard Scarsbrook. I uh, am a founder of Chance Encounters. I've been there pretty much since the beginning. And I've been wondering lately if the Hokey Cokey was what it's all about. Oh, deeper meanings. Mm. <laughs> and I'm joined with my co-host, Ben. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben. I work with the Yogscast. I stream. I'm a massive nerd and I love board games. And I... Get my left and right mixed up sometimes and put the wrong foot in. <laughs> oh, no. about for me. That's the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> they don't let me do that dance anymore. No. <laughs> uh, and the guest of Chance Encounters host, the guru of the, the episode, is Russ. Hello, I'm Russell. Um, I absolutely freaking love board games. Um, I But I will say this. I will never dance. You'll never see me dancing. So... I've never, I've never, probably never done the hokey cokey. Wait, if your friends don't dance, they're no friends of mine. Um, well, I, I'm here to prove that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> well, and on that note, our guest for the episode is none other than Frank. Hey, uh, I'm Frank West and I'm a board game designer and publisher based in Bristol. I've been designing board games for about five years. I have about 750 board games in my house at the moment. So you could say I'm slightly obsessed and I'm still learning the difference between my left and my right hand. So I'm not great at dancing, unfortunately. We'll just mirror that on the video. So we'll take the joke. But the point is that you're still willing to dance. I'm still willing. Okay, well, that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. So you, you're, some of the games that you're best known for mm-hmm. are the Isle of Cats yep. and also City of Kings, Batarang Gardens. Mm-hmm. All of them. They're really, really good. So we've been talking a bit, little bit about it. I, I've known Frank for a little while. Isle of Cats is that's a fantastic game. You should absolutely check it out. If you basically like 
a cat-based board game, mm. then it's pretty much the the one that's on there. If there was a top ten list of cat board games, it would be it would be Isle of Cats on the top. So for sure, well, I mean, the lid. That. <laughs> the lid's even got a spot for your cat to sit yep. in. That's the mm. most important part. Of that's game. the production quality that we expect <laughs> from board games. Has your cat ever sat in it? I have had it out, but they've largely been upstairs. They're just like, no. What? I should probably submit a photo. Yeah, you. Have- That's what we do, right? Everyone submits tweets to you. <laughs> so I obviously made the Isle of Cats, and I have multiple copies in my house. They're always left open. I have two cats, and in three years, I've still yet to get one of them voluntarily <laughs> go in the lid of my own game. Every other game, it doesn't matter. What about no? cat treats? They just no. They're too smart. Cats, I, cats know when you're yeah, trying yeah. to make them do something, and they are not into that. No. Just put cat treats everywhere else other than the box. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they do it when I'm sleeping. They're probably just down there like, we finally got in the box. The but forbidden He's coming box. downstairs. He's coming downstairs. <laughs> Quick, evacuate. Well, excellent. So uh, you've come prepared with an abstract and absurd scenario for us mm. today. Could you tell us a little bit about it? I could. And today is a really good time for this because a few years ago, my partner was at home and she was watching the Jingle Jam. She came running up to me and she's like, I've just learned something outrageous. And I was like, what? And she told me and it blew my mind. We sat down and we wrote a letter. And just this morning, we got a response to that letter. It was an invitation from Charles and Cynthia to join them at the south of England, where we're going to meet them on a sand-filled beach and play board games. Now, this beach is covered in sand. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit windy, but Charles and Cynthia are both crab people, <laughs> and they don't have hands. They've only got claws, <laughs> and we're going to be playing with them. They can't speak, they can read, but they only communicate by bashing their claws on things and rubbing their body against bits. Oh. So I need a four-player game that we can play with two crab mm. people on a beach. Wow. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. How, how you? Yeah. How did they write this letter? <laughs> they, they, they bash things, and a friend wrote it for them. All right. You know, okay. Because we're, we're good friends. So. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so they had some like audio going on there, and mm. then okay, yeah, perfect. Well, but, yeah, crabs are people. That has exactly. been confirmed. <laughs> how, how dexterous are these crab people? So I would say they're going to be able to like pick up a card or a die, but they're probably mm. not going to be able to pick up a handful of things at once. So are they mm. going to be able to hold a hand of cards like? I'm not sure. It might be a little bit tricky. So I would say that they're not quite as dexterous as we are. They're Mm. a little bit behind. They're good at bashing things. Okay. thinking like if they picked up a card, would it not just like slice it Mm. in half as well? Do we need to run some tests to see how sharp the claws claws are? As an aficionado of crab people, I can Mm. confirm they keep one claw razor sharp. Right. (laughs) But the other one is blunted or gentle caressing. So So as long as they use their blunt claw and not their snipper. It will be absolutely so, so. It's even more restricted. They can only hold one card. Yep. So, okay, with these, with these camps, crabs, are occasionally seen one where you have like a small arm and then your really big arm. Yeah. Is that what we've like got going on? Crab. Here? It's where they basically skip arm day <laughs> so for one arm. Gotcha. Okay. Is that is that what kind of crabs we're dealing with? How sharp are they? Both too sharp? Have we got two hands to operate, or is one gonna like? So I, I think the, the one sharp and the one slightly softer. Charles yep. was saying that's how Cynthia's hands are. Right. Least. So yep. I assume that it's gonna be the same. Okay. Remember, we're at a beach and they're crabs, so they they also might be a little bit wet. They have mm-hmm. to go back and oh, forth into yeah. the water every so often as well. So is that a thing? Do, I don't know. Crabs. I don't know anything about crabs. Well, they don't I mean, we're looking to the expert yes. here, right? Like I've never seen a crab out of water for more than a few minutes. There are some land crabs, and there are water crabs. Charles Mm. and Cynthia are 
hybrid where they have to go back into water every so often. Okay, so, perfect. Just I did check this with them. It was important. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kind of internally shuddering at the thought of mixing water and cards. Mm -hmm. Like you know, at the cafe we have um, we have spills, mm. and it kind of breaks my heart every time someone <laughs> spills a bit of beer or something on the cards. And oh it's never the game's never the same what's, afterwards. What's like the worst like knock spillage event? Can I, it's a, the, the worst thing I've ever witnessed, and it's not a spillage, but mm -hmm. it's, it breaks my heart. Like when I think about it, um, one time we had a group, um, you know, adults, you'd think they would have known better, but they were playing Monopoly. Um, and when they, they should have known better, you're right. Yeah. Not, <laughs> even, <laughs> not even now. That's not the worst bit. Um, they were playing the game and as they were close, as they were packing down the game, um, I was observing them just because uh, like I was chatting to think somebody on the table next to them. And then when it came to folding the board, um, you know, when you, they're bored, every, you must know a board oh, games have their, yeah. have a right way to put them back, right? Well, mm. they sent, they started to pull, uh, fold it in the wrong way. And when it met resistance, instead of going, oh wait, that's probably the wrong way to put the board back. They doubled down and crunched it and Ooh. snapped the board. And I can still, <laughs> I think the person I was speaking to, I just, I just stopped talking <laughs> for about five seconds, wide mouthed. Mm -hmm. They did and this I just in front lost, of you. They did this in front of me. Yeah, it was it was devastating to say the least. Oh and um, yeah, and then I guess that's. The and then point we kicked them out of the cafe. End of the story. Does <laughs> their, their portrait still hang above the bar? It saying, does. Do not serve. This <laughs> yeah. if, if there was to be one of them a chance, it would be for people who do that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's oh, it just still get. I still think about it. It was probably. <laughs> Very long time ago now, and I still think about it. I could it. just feel that yeah. like, the resistance, <laughs> and then them just being like, it, "Oh, this is totally normal. Let's just go." It was the it was the sound effect that went with it as well, and and I I don't quite remember because I have a blank in my memory after that happened. But I'm pretty sure they didn't question it either. They just went, "Yeah, okay, back in the game." Uh, so yeah, horror wow. stories. Just beware. Please don't be those people. Please. If you meet resistance when folding a board game, please reconsider your life. We know there's a trick to putting the boards back. You know, I mean, there's every game that comes with the board. There's there's never a, like the perfect way to put it back. But there's, you know, you just got to learn. Try the different ways. Oh. I've had one horrible incident in mm. all my years of owning board games at home. And my friend, and it must have been a good five years ago that he did it. And my friends, and every comes over, is always like, you got the baby bottle ready just because there was this one time <laughs> that we had this game as a brand new game from kickstarter so you couldn't replace it or anything oh, no. set out and we're playing and we went to get drinks and we got a glass of coke and i passed it across to the table to him which was my kind of mistake and he dropped it and this table this was literally the center of the table <gasps> and out of sheer panic he then oh. was like you could tell that he realized what was about to happen. So his other hand came through to grab it and the glass shattered into a million pieces in the center of the air, like above the board and just glass and drink just all fell down. And, and it was just, you know, a spilled drink you can kind of grab, but this yeah. was no more glass. It was a full pint of Coke directly above oh with God. glass shards. And the whole, I just kind of sat there and I was like, I'm not even gonna rush. <laughs> there, is, there is no point. Like this is You're just gonna so get up. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, We've reached oh, the point of no return. What game was it? It was called Treasure Hunter. 
Okay. Which was okay. kind of a card drafting. Was it Queen's um, game? Queen games. I'm not sure. I don't own it anymore because just rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that really unpopular game? Oh yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> if only you'd got to play yeah. it. Is that like your first playthrough as well? It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So never played that. <laughs> oh, that's I, upsetting. I'm thinking of like board games with the best components because if we're going to have to take this mm. and it's possibly going to get wet and it's going maybe into the sea, yeah. like the first thing that hits me is like wingspan and the that, that quality of cards now i haven't tested mm. it but i'd be keen to know whether or not i feel like it might be splash resistant mm. i'm not sure how far that goes crab resistant crab resistant maybe maybe i would say not not um sharp crab yeah claw resistant mm. but blunt claw resistant i would say it's yeah. not like you have to hold a, like a big hand of cards i mean you, you do have a hand of cards but i usually play open with wingspan because mm. There's so little interaction with the other players. Mm. I don't care if they know the birds they've got. Interesting. I'm not looking at the birds they've got. It doesn't mm. affect my game plan. And you, I'm always looking at the bit. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck <I> birds! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not looking at them going, oh, they've got a mockingbird. I see. Oh, that's, oh that changes mm. what I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, oh, my God. So <laughs> we have talked about Wingspan before. Yeah. I think we're in a bit, bit, better company here. Ravs <laughs> might not be around the corner, so we might yeah. be safe to have a little bit of a discussion about it. Uh, but no, it, it, with Wingspan, it, the quality of stuff is, is phenomenal. And then mm. there are a few cards that just seem to break the game. But... Mm. The quality they produce. Is mm. there any other games that you know of that have like pretty quality components? Stonemeyer yeah. games, they have got good production mm, quality in my do. opinion. They're the ones who made um, yeah. Wingspan. Um, th that's the first, I think I might have mentioned this before, but it's the first time I picked up a rule book and went, ooh, this is a really yeah. good quality <laughs> rule book. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like kind of linen-y, leathery kind mm, of texture. Mm. But um, uh, the other game I've said that had really good production quality was um, Parks. Um, okay. So they've, it comes with an insert, which looks like a log mm. and it's got the different parts for all the wooden resources, which are also very pretty. Mm. And um, it just, everything fits really neatly in the box. Um, that's probably the only, uh, there's probably more games. I don't know mm. if anyone else has thought of, seen any games. Well, that I've, going, Ooh. I've got one in mind, but I might save it for my recommendation. Yeah, I've realized that I've really gone down a bit, a bit of a hot <laughs> topic. Like, hey, let's just try and remove all of the ones that you could possibly talk to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. I, I've got ideas of good, high quality games, mm. but I think they're all the answer to this question. So I can't um. put that there. My question on Wingspan, though, is will mm. crabs want to play a game about birds that generally. Ooh. Oh, it seems, in, seems a bad sport, isn't <laughs> it? But maybe if they maybe they would because then they just cut up all the parts, <laughs> take that birds, yeah, all the so, ones that eat fish. <laughs> Thank God yeah. for the hardcore. This is a legacy game, right? I'm just gonna cut up all of those cards. You're never no, playing this again. No gulls allowed. <laughs> <laughs> they in fact have so you have to place them in one of three territories, and they'll just be like, "We're not gonna put anything in the ocean or river." Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's crabland now. Yeah. <laughs> Think on their own custom expansion. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably reskin it to be like crabs that are, are hybrids, crabs that are water, <laughs> crabs that are in the like on the land. Yeah, this is Crab great. Ball coming next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've talked about like quality. Are there any other things? Like maybe we've talked about cards not being great. Mm -hmm. Dice mm. would also be perhaps easier to roll. Yeah, I think crabs could do. Dice. What do you think, expert on crabs? <laughs> well, you could always you could always get um, like a dice rolling thing, couldn't you? Like um, yeah, mm. like a cup and a tower, or yeah, you know, play aids. Always 
Is option. it like Ludo that you press the thing in the middle and it goes blink? Blink. Oh yeah. Oh, you frustration. Mean this, yeah, the special edition of Ludo. Did anyone else realize that frustration and Ludo? I mean, I've I mean I got there, I got there, but I mean, did anyone <laughs> not I, I immediately did not make the link between Ludo and Frustration being the same game because I just thought they were completely different just because of that popping device. I mean, I played yeah. them both when I was a kid and it was probably a long time after that yes. that I actually ever played them again. Everybody but, knew yeah. But I didn't really. I, I just treated it like, well, Sorry. Isn't Sorry, a diff- isn't, isn't Sorry just a fancy version of Ludo? Oh, with very cards? similar. I can't yeah. remember if the rules are different or not. Is it, is it everybody the, just has their own house rules and they're like, no, we're not going to play Ludo today. We're actually playing Frustration. It's the same board, but it's just completely different rules. Why did, oh. I, I'm just annoyed that they didn't call it Ludo. Is Ludo one of those? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a rebrand, right? Like to try and get kids probably. involved. It's Where? been a good 30 years since I've probably played any of these games. So <laughs> I don't think five-year-old me probably was aware. But <laughs> You're not saying this is a classic you've played in the last few weeks? No. no, it's, no I should is... add it to my collection. Though. It yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I have 751. <laughs> but we... which of the two do you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like, Sorry being a, um, I think my Canadian friend was was determined to get a copy of mm. Sorry for mm. for a job that I had before in a board game cafe. Um, uh, yeah, Sorry. Type. It does. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I think that, yeah, weirdly, I, I was like, is that because they say sorry a lot? Or is it, maybe it's, maybe it's the other way around because it's like a traditional Canadian, mm-hmm. like classic family board game. That's why they say sorry all the time. And it's just kind of, you know, oh subtly snuck their way into the lexicon of Canadians, and that's it. On maybe? the basis, we don't know. Rolling I'm just conspiracy dice, theory, though. If mm. you ha- don't have any like natural ability to screw people over, do you have to say sorry? Is it like when you open a door <laughs> for someone, and then, or like you're just like, I'm really sorry, and just it's every, you have to apologize for pretty much everything, even if you're not in the fault. Yeah, I, I think you should. Yeah, because you've you, you you set someone back, and it wasn't your fault, and you mm-hmm. didn't mean to, so mm-hmm. you're sorry. Right? Okay, absolutely fine. I mean, we're British. Apologize for everything as well. We're very close to our Canadian cousins, I feel. In terms of things that British are good for, I always thought we were really good at queuing. And then I went Mm. over to Hong Kong and I was like, they're much better at it than us. (gasps) What? How do we learn from the best? It's an ex colony. (laughs) It's good when the apprentice (laughs) surpasses the master. (laughs) What more could a teacher ask? (laughs) It's true. It's true. I suppose it's like the ultimate, like, Oh, you were very good at like <laughs> teaching. I don't know where we're going, but this is there genuinely was this, just the bo- most amazing experience. And then the, you're sitting on the train and you're not allowed to drink on the train. And I was just like, wow, everyone's actually keeping to the rules. Un- unlike the London Underground, it's just, it's sheer madness, <laughs> madness. Have you been on the quiet carriage on any main rail train network train? And there's like, always people someone that's do like, not listen. People do not listen to that rule. Like, mm. Surely everyone's experienced mm. that. Oh, of yeah. course, you have to scowl at anybody that's yeah. on the phone. You can't say anything. You're just Dare like, you tut. If you, if you <laughs> were tut. <laughs> that's the ultimate British nation. That's the, the, the most extreme action available to a British person. You see, queuing is one of like, it's. this is going to sound really weird, but one of my favorite holiday moments was because of queuing. Yeah. And I was in Italy and we were in Venice and mm-hmm. I was just in my head. I was like, Venice is in Italy, right? I haven't just <laughs> done that one. <laughs> yes. And we're waiting for the boat back to the airport mm-hmm. and the boat was running late. And obviously you can only get a boat 
to the airport from Venice. Mm-hmm. And there was loads of people and everyone was rushing for their plane. And, you know, we were all kind of standing there and people were crowding up and we were kind of in this semi-natural kind of queue of, you know, some people queuing, some people kind of trying oh. to cheating. Mm-hmm. And then the boat turned up and everyone started moving forwards apart from this one couple that started barging their way through. Oh. And then there was this big bold Englishman and he put his hand on the shoulder of this guy turned him around and said I'm going to teach you to cue like an Englishman <laughs> and then just walked him to the back of the line oh, <laughs> it was the funniest moment of my life because I was like are they gonna fight or are they gonna like say thank you or what but it was just like the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard anyone say the, the, the wow. only thing that would have made that story better is if he said I'm gonna teach you to cue like an Englishman sorry about this <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. (laughs) I don't mind. I hope you don't mind. But actually, we're just going to head to the back here. (laughs) That's amazing. Is that also where you met Cynthia on this one as well? No, that was just simply through. We looked on the internet for crab people wanting friends. Mm -hmm. You're doing a language exchange then. It was was kind of like a pen pal kind of thing. Mm. It's like, I'm sorry that we kind of didn't reach out before, but we want to connect. We want to make friends. Mm. Let us know. I mean, it, it took them nearly, what, five years to respond. So <laughs> we kind of thought they'd given up, but it turns out they were just learning English. It was uh, it was a tricky one uh, for them. And do they have the ability or is it purely just the like ability to translate this? So they can read. Yeah. Um, but otherwise it's just banging claws, mm. rubbing mm. body parts to kind of communicate, so, which I'm learning at the moment. I'm, okay. I'm not great at it. Um, yeah. And sometimes I get it horribly wrong. I don't. I don't suppose you want to show us maybe like hello, like a, a, a informal crab greeting at all. <laughs> Got to be careful with the microphone because it's that kind of like true. that long arm and short arm, and it's yeah. kind of like a, uh, oh, uh, right. you know, it's it's a bit hard. Nice. Okay. That uh, the for perfect. those who are listening on the podcast, <laughs> you just have to imagine it, but it's glorious. It was exactly how you imagined it. Yeah. Assure you. Perfect demonstration for a podcast for sure. <laughs> Visual gag. I'm just going to walk sideways out of the room. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the, uh, the the water is going to be an issue. We haven't really mentioned much about the sand. Uh, are we are we going to find a, a solid rock that we can maybe play on? Or are they, are they like, no, we've got to have, my my legs have to be in sand. Situation. It's in sand, I'm afraid. Yeah. Very, very much full sand. Okay. Not okay. even a cloth, just All directly right. on the sand. Yeah. What, it's a crab thing. What kind of games do you like, though? Mm. do i like yeah see i'm a big fan of all sorts of games for me playing board games is about the experience of the people you're playing with Mm -hmm. so you know if you're playing with a big group then social deduction games can be a lot of fun if you're playing just with your partner Mm -hmm. something maybe lighter and a little bit less competitive can be quite fun but it really does mix and when it comes to crab people Honestly, I'm at a loss, which is, which is why I came here for it's your true. advice. It's I mean, one. we we are the experts, and we've got the, our crab people extraordinaire. So you picked a <laughs> picked a real real the right group for this. I'm not gonna lie. Our powers combined. <laughs> we. <laughs> have you got like any particular like turn ons or turn offs of board games? Have you got like settings, themes, or mechanics right. that you love, or you just really don't want to? So play? personally, I hate dice. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of. Mm-hmm chucking things and hoping for the best it just you know that does make it a little bit tricky i can mm-hmm. play dice games but it's just not my kind of thing um i kind of like cooperative games sometimes yeah you know, mm-hmm. not hidden roll stuff but like full-on team mm-hmm. but when i hit and roll then we're probably going to play a competitive game because mm-hmm. that's just be full competitive mm-hmm. but generally speaking no dice that's that's my one rule wow. i uh 
as soon as you said that, the first thing that springs to mind was food chain magnet. And I'm like, that might be in poor taste. Especially if there's seafood restaurants in exactly. there, right? <laughs> like, well, maybe not. I mean, on that note, though, if we we're going to talk about the sea people, are they, are they ambassadors of any kind? Um, are we going to upset sea people if there's a game that and, and it, you know, it, your relationship starts to fray as a result of this? Have we got, have we got the world at stake. I think that my understanding is they want to take this back for the Crab Clam Olympics. Okay. So, you know, they, they may have to play it with clam people when they get yep. back. Um, oh, other sea creatures, not so worried about. But mm-hmm. Crabs and the clams are the main two. <laughs> Does that mean more in a game that crabs are good at, but clams aren't? To give them a head start? I would probably that guess that clams are going to struggle to play most games. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of just one claw. And they can't you can hold the card, you're but... fine. Yeah, but they, just hold that one they're holding card. it and they're just like, what's the card? I don't know, I'm going to have to open again. Like, I don't remember what it was. Do clams have memories? That's the real question. What, how long are they? I mean, I, up until today, I didn't really think of crabs as board game players. So, mm. Well, I mean, that, that was oh, definitely wow. on you. We've, yeah. we've thought about this before. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to say the audience side with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> You've obviously never been under the sea. A lot of stuff happens down there. Have you not seen The Little Mermaid? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't really consider that an instructional video for board game playing. It was actually from the deleted scenes where oh. Ariel was, Yeah. Uh, okay, so the other point you've just mentioned then is that the Clam Olympics. So mm. are we now having to create a, a board game that works fully underwater or are they going to be able to reach the outdoors on the beach no they, they've got bubbles of dryness under okay. the water and they might come out to the beach different events take place in different places yep. like, i haven't actually been invited to the stadiums yet yeah. so i've not seen it there's no human spectators at the good, moment no not currently but i'm hoping to get there you know it's mm-hmm. a representative and I'll, I'll bring you guys along you know, hopefully you. if we can mm. i just hope that it's the same physics as spongebob underwater. <laughs> like, physics doesn't matter water doesn't matter <laughs> and you can get some good burgers <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, okay, so we've got uh, a few. Is there, is there anything else? Do these crab people have they played any board games previously, mm-hmm. or is this going to be a completely new concept to them? So this is the challenge because they were saying to me like they know what board games are, mm-hmm. but they're crab board games, mm-hmm. and I've not experienced any of those. So <laughs> right. that, I mean, it could be completely different. Yeah, like, technically mm-hmm. they said they've got the concept of it, but. Mm-hmm. Could be different. It's just like, well, they've heard one of these wondrous things and they're just like, I just want to mm-hmm. experience it for myself. And we're doing that same thing. It's like mm-hmm. when you've he- heard about like a really amazing sweet treat in, I don't know, Japan or something. And we're just going to be like, oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. How do I get it? Yeah. I think we're going to have to be careful though. Cause I feel like this is, they're going to form all of their like evaluations on our culture and mm. as a people on oh, this. No. This is their first impression. Mm. Impressions so does it want to be educational? So Game of Thrones. Oh, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Edutainment. (laughs) Terrible first impression. Uh, Okay, so we've got to be making sure that maybe they they leave the game with some good feelings, even if they lose, that there's still a sense of uh, maybe maybe winning or that they want to play the game at least again. Mm. Um, Mm. If it's like pure... They, Frank just stabbed me in the back. <laughs> then maybe they've had enough of that. The human relationships of mm. of them taking advantage. Let's say of the yeah, crab people. They start sharpening the second claw. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. they're like this represented peace. <laughs> Not anymore. And some crabs do have thousands of children. Mm. Oh no, which is like you know, 
I don't know if we needed to play for a thousand players, yeah. but maybe <laughs> two player games aren't going to be their cup of tea. Either. Oh no. I'm also yeah. wondering about like if they had, they're basically all like content creators or, or like they have so many <laughs> followers at that point. They've got a thousand people that they can just sway with their opinion. <laughs> I think that's just great idea, isn't it? If you're trying to build up a community as a content creator, yeah. like we haven't gone down the, just give birth to that room. <laughs> that was always my Which plan crap? with World of Warcraft was have 38 kids and then just yeah. do a 40 man raid with my family. <laughs> Not have to worry about anyone else. If you want dinner, you will be at Molten Core at 7 p.m. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> do you dare roll knee? on that <laughs> you are out of the family <laughs> oh my god that would be like the atrocity it'd be again putting them up on the on the the board being like this one this one's getting no food for a week they need food apparently it's just greedy take those boots and i'll take your trains away <laughs> oh yeah as someone with a child i can confirm not a cost-effective method of, <laughs> <laughs> of promoting your own Kickstarter. <laughs> How long do we want this? Like, like this meeting, this gaming session, like roughly mm. how long? Is there like a time limit or we just... Until high tide, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, maybe it's a game that we have to move up and down the beach as the water mm -hmm. kind of comes up and down. I mean, they've invited us over for the day. It's going to take us a couple of hours to drive there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not a morning person, so I'll probably get up at like two. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can imagine we'll be there from like 11 till maybe six or seven. I mean, we're in the UK, so sunsets at what, three in the afternoon on most <laughs> yeah. days. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking the high tide, um, the, the sensible option would, of course, just be to play outside of the tide range. Mm. But okay, I like that. But then they're going like, to be no, too far from the water the two, and dry That's out. it. That's it. Yeah. That's what I wasn't thinking of. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I think thought this quick. out considerably. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this is quality. Quality mm. uh, scenario situations. I'm starting to ruminate about some games. Yeah, but... I've got two vastly different ideas. One very simple and one overly complicated. <laughs> I wonder what the translation time would be from English. Or from, can they, they, they understand, can understand speech? I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. You said yeah. they, they just can't speak it back. They just can't yeah. speak it back. So any questions would have to be kind of long drawn out situations. <gasps> the teacher would have to be so good. Like yeah. there would be no question. Any questions? Like and just start thrashing around. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I guess at that point, would you just end up getting like a, a Rodney Smith video out and just being like, here you go. So we're now limited <laughs> to anything that what your players have done. I think I think if you know the primo of board game teaching is is Rodney Smith, isn't it? Mm. So I think you know you could rely on him to do a good job. So maybe a game that he has done a video for, maybe that's what we're looking at. I mm. honestly don't know the entire category of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know they did do he did one for uh, for Isle of Cats. He as did, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. If you if you want to know a bit more about Isle of Cats and how to play it, then go and check out that video. I should have come here and just said a game for cat lovers that involves placing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> just completely set this up. I, I'll I mean, go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to win, by the way? <laughs> so, on oh, oh that no, I mean, do crabs know too much about the, the human uh, situation? Like, what's going on? Do they understand that cats exist? Are they, are they mm. any... Uh, what are they aware of? Or just purely sea-based stuff and anything you've mentioned in your letters? Well, my understanding is there's, you know, thousands of different species of crabs. Yep. I, in my head, I think it's maybe like four, four and a half thousand, but don't wow. hold Whoa. me on that. Um, so there's a lot of different ones, and they live in different countries. They live some underwater, some on land. You know, some are huge, some are tiny. So my understanding 
understanding is they've got lots of different societies mm -hmm. that are familiar with different parts of humanity and they've traveled and seen different things and they obviously have like crab phones so mm -hmm. they ring each other up and chat in the crab internet so mm -hmm. they do kind of pass this information around so i imagine okay. they're fairly switched on so crab phones mm -hmm. okay with big buttons that they bash okay how do they speak do they can they, they speak in crab? they rub it on their body oh That's, my gosh it's all kind of the vibrations of parts of their body kind of <laughs> I mean, if if most of it yeah. is like noise based, that's perfect for a phone, right? It's still audio. Yeah, they can click, they can clack. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking Morse code, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's advanced Morse code. Yeah, I feel like if they're they're sharing all this knowledge around, they have a crab equivalent of like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Did do they have crab salesmen going around, going around, being like, "Hey, do you want to buy this entire collection about the the human nature?" Maybe I've not asked them, so okay. I mean, it's, I it's, it's it's the first question I probably would have asked them. <laughs> <laughs> What's your encyclopedia situation? Yeah. <laughs> how much is actually in there, and can I read it, please? <laughs> and how did you make this underwater? Like, I, I'm pretty impressed with the production process here. Well, what's going on? How many pencils did you cut in half? What's right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we're getting good. Is there is there any other questions that we've kind of we've got to go mm. with? Anything that we need to know? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to struggle with this one. I'm not going to lie. So mm. I guess to sum up, we've got uh, we've got two, four players. So there's mm -hmm. going to be two crab people and two humans, non-crab people, I guess we say. Uh, we've got, uh, it's it's potentially the board might have to move unless it's a very quick game because we've got to worry about the tide. Uh, it's going to be based on sand. There is a watery element situation. So we might need them to be of decent enough quality to at least... Be splash resistant, mm -hmm. let's say. Um, we have to be worried about the ability, you know, one hand would be preferable or one claw. Uh, otherwise, if they if they needs anything to be cut up, then then you know we're we're good, we're golden on that one. <laughs> so if you do if you do recommend a legacy game, then they've already got an advantage on that. They love to be included, I assume. Um, is there anything else that we need to add to that? Just the potential for playing for clams later on. Mm. Okay, so that's like the bonus points. The like, bonus if you points. really want to win, yeah. then involve the clams. And to be clear, I've been str it's strictly enforced. Mm -hmm. Clams are not designed just to hold cards. They are not card holders. Yep. They're <laughs> playing the game. Yep. They are not accessories to the game. No rolling <laughs> dice in the clams or anything like that. <laughs> But they're so well suited to it. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't want to be a dice roller. Why are you shaped like? One? <laughs> That's just the way that like the crabs get a psychological edge on it. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, I've just brought the dice tray." <laughs> no, Frank! <laughs> oh my goodness! If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. So I think we're time for some recommendations. So Ooh. does anybody, anybody <laughs> eager to go first with their recommendation? Yeah, I can go. All right. Um, I've got... Um, my recommendation is a game called Too Many Bones, mm-hmm. which is a uh, up to four player cooperative game. It ticks those boxes pretty well. Um, now, the, the best thing about this game in this scenario is that it's the only game I've ever heard described to me as a game you can play underwater. Mm-hmm. Every single component is completely waterproof. Even the playmats are made of some kind of like acrylic um, material. Wow. The highest production quality i've ever seen in a game personally mm. they're basically the same material as mouse mats they're very similar but like a waterproof kind of yeah exactly like the cards are thinner than that mm-hmm. but the, the, the play mats are all like a mouse yeah. mat the cards like are like a sheet of plastic do they call them um, neoprene sorry I just mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah neoprene's neoprene. like the mouse yeah. mat material. yeah, yeah. That's right. um and all the tokens are effectively like poker chips mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again really nice quality everything's all polished and shiny and lovely to touch and you can mm. literally spend a lot of time just fiddling with it rather than <laughs> actually playing the game. It's just, it's just really nice. It's really heavy as well. It's like, yikes, that is a heavy game. But um, essentially what the game involves is you, uh, it's like an RPG adventure. Every player is a different, picks a class. There's maybe eight, nine classes to pick from. I can't remember exactly. And um, you all work together to work your way through this adventure and defeat a big boss at the end. Um, and you can carry on playing after that and do multiple adventures. So this could last all day, or it could last an hour or two, depending how how long you guys wanted to play. Um, the, but the core mechanic, I'm a bit wary of suggesting because I know you <laughs> said you hated dice. Oh boy! Uh, oh boy! <laughs> it is. It's a dice building game. You build mm-hmm. a pool of dice, a bit like a deck building game. Um, the reason I'm still going to power on and suggest it is because it's not so much like. Um, uh, like a roll the dice and see how many successes you get. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, you roll the dice and then you, it's more of a resource management kind of situation. There are no like failures on the dice. Mm-hmm. The only thing that does nothing is the bone symbol, hence the name too many bones. Like mm-hmm. you could roll too many bones and then, oh, I didn't get to do anything. But every time you roll a failure or, or a bone, you gain, you move up on, on a track. And then eventually you can cash those in for a big reward. Mm-hmm. But you need a lot of them before you, you get that payoff. So even the failures and the bad luck eventually swings back around again and then mm-hmm. you, get, you get that big payoff later on. So I found it quite satisfying because although you don't obviously always get exactly the right combinations of things you want, you never feel like you've got a terrible role that's just, oh, I got bad. I got unlucky and I've done nothing or I got super lucky and just won because I got super lucky. It's really just about picking the right dice that you want. You pick different skill dice with different sides on. So you start building and developing and leveling up your character into certain skills. Mm. You know, if you want to do a lot of like healing, you when you level up, you add the healing dice to your pool. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to roll more healing things because that, that's on those dice. Um, so although I've broken the only thing you said you didn't want, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's different enough. It doesn't have, incom- doesn't have those highs and low mm-hmm. spikes of chance. Mm. It's more about just 
not it's just some variation every turn on and picking okay well i've got this is what i've these are my resources i have to work with this turn how am i going to use them most effectively um i really enjoyed it and the 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 build quality alone is just enough to say, like, you could literally play this game underwater and it wouldn't ruin mm. a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fantastically made game. I think it might have been, like, shut up and sit down. I think maybe did a video where they literally kind of went out in the rain and kind of put it on the floor <laughs> and were just demonstrating, <laughs> like, how proper kind of waterproof it was. And it's so luxuriously made. The mm. company Chip Fury, like, their games are so beautiful. You were saying earlier about mm. Stone Meyer and Wingspan and stuff. And Chip Fury, I would say, is definitely mm. up there on mm. that quality side. I've never mm. seen even I when I first played Wingspan, that was the highest production quality mm. I'd ever seen in the game. Then yeah. when I played Too Many Bones, I was like, oh, that's another blown out of the water. I've never seen anything mm. close to that. One of the yeah. things with um, Too Many Bones and Chip Fury in general mm. is that they push the quality and that uniqueness so much mm -hmm. that they actually don't sell their games in retail. Mm. You can only buy them directly oh. because they don't have enough profit off a game to oh. be able to sell them. Yeah. They can't stores. split their margin and with they retailers. really want that quality so much yeah. that they've mm. made that kind of decision that it's always going to be direct so we can maintain it. So they're that right. focused on it being really, really high quality. Their um, Kickstarters do quite well. Mm -hmm. And I know yours did is they're like some kind of secret Kickstarter millionaires. <laughs> A club uh, that exists. Yeah, you that, get invited that, yeah. to the WhatsApp group. I think, when you, when yeah. you hit your first million on Kickstarter, yeah. I wish. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. No, I think it's a, I think it's a strong start, and yeah. possibly, as you've said, the best in terms of quality that we're probably going to have of any of these recommendations is very good one. I mean, I would try and argue, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go for yeah, it, Ross. Um, you well, you kind of like defeated my point because I was going to say I didn't know of any truly waterproof games, which is why I've picked one which isn't <laughs> waterproof. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Um, so my thinking was um, a game that uh, isn't going to take too long to play because, you know, you said we don't have to move the game up and down. Um, and, and like I said, I don't think there's any, well, I didn't think there was any truly waterproof games. So I just picked one which I thought was good quality um and short so if it, yeah get the splash on it it's probably going to be fine there's no cards um in this game um the there's there's tiles there's literally just tiles and some pieces which you move around the game's called magic maze um, okay it's a cooperative game the the setup or the theme of the game is that you're Co uh, cooperatively playing these these four kind of tropes from fantasy you've got like a ranged like an archer uh, a magician a warrior and a dwarf and they have found themselves in a shopping mall um which i i, I do you know it's been a long time i think it's like it's a closed um shopping mall and they've lost their weapons somewhere in this shopping mall so they're in a frantic race to um find their magic weapons and escape from the mall uh, before it closes you've got a limited amount of time um and yeah it's a really easy to learn game but it's kind of frustrating in a good way i like to call it one of those like good stressful games mm. <laughs> um so what happens is you've got a, just a tile and you've got the four pieces on it but instead of like normal games controlling a type of character in this game you control certain actions so, for example, one player might be in control of moving any pieces they want north towards the like the top, and other characters will have like uh, south and east and west. But there's also other actions you can do. You can teleport. So there'll be one um, player, sorry, who's able to teleport to these um, teleport locations around the board, 
Um, there's also another character that can go up or down escalator. So everybody basically controls a certain type of action, but they can use any of the characters to do that. Mm. The kind of the tricky part of this game, where I think it will work very well for crab people who cannot speak, is it is a limited communication game. You are not allowed to speak um, for the majority of the game. And in fact, you don't have to speak during any part of the game. Instead, the only means of communication is this giant red pawn uh, which essentially you can place in front of um, a player to to tell them that they need to do something, but you cannot tell them what. I think this actually been mentioned possibly on the podcast before. <laughs> um, and it is one of the most uh, frustrating pieces that probably exists in board <laughs> yeah. games. Because yeah. if you uh, play with certain players, they will very much just slam it down repeatedly in front mm -hmm. of a player, causing some sort of stress to that play because they might see that they have to do something but not know what so yeah i think the overall reason i picked this game is because it's limited communication it doesn't require any um players to 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 communicate um there is like a like a, a short time play uh time uh frame for this game which is like 15 minutes maximum and also um the only things that the crab people have to do is to move pieces one piece at a time mm -hmm. which they'd be more than capable of doing with their non-razor sharp claw uh which is why i thought it, it would be good and you know gets a bit of water on it i'm sure i'll be fine <laughs> i love the part that where in my introduction i said i didn't know the difference between right and left and you've got a game where literally you're just having to move right or left yeah. <laughs> so, however <laughs> the very good news about that is um each characters uh, each player has a tile in front of them which shows you the direction ah, they can okay. move it so you don't even have to remember it's left frank or right proof, which is it's great. frank exactly. proof exactly <laughs> so hopefully um that one will kind of tick a lot of the boxes i don't know we'll my, my question would be under sheer pressure of this would a crab remember to use their right or their left they'd be like oh it's a big arm oh no i've just destroyed the piece i mean i mean that could be that could be something um mm -hmm. but i think I feel that like ultimately might out, that might be offensive to crab people i mean they're, they're very <laughs> capable people true that can you know use their claws, use which you know? claws but if you were to if you were to tell me whether you know we can only use our right hand and i wasn't you know tied behind yeah. my back there may be a situation where i'd use my left hand i mean i think we're as frank said i think you know you're you're being a, a very cruel about the intelligence <laughs> of crab people by insinuating they couldn't tell uh, and also, I, you know, sorry. crab as I mean, Ben, are crab people good under pressure? Is that oh, a known yeah. factor to them? Well, they, yeah, they definitely don't crack under pressure. Like cracking. Is, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's steaming the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I just think when you're saying about keeping an arm behind their back, and the one thing we know about crabs is how to tie up their claws. Oh, yeah. That's not going to be a problem at all. You know, we've got plenty of rubber bands. <laughs> rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, got a whole so don't worry, Charles. <laughs> this is not going where you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Can you just imagine them being there and you're just yeah. like, uh, okay, so first of all, we're just going to like essentially um, render you unable to defend yourself. Uh, and then we're going to play a game and you may or may not. Oh, I don't know. I'd rather trust wow. the crab people. Can you imagine if I, just before we started playing a game, I was like, wait, now put these mittens on. They're not to be trusted. <laughs> I know, right? I'd just be like, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I've ruined your board game before. Or you're now just here, like, drink from this straw and now give it back. <laughs> a sippy cup for you oh thanks just a real adult just in case um there is also another thing i kind of should mention about this game which is a good thing um it's it comes with modular elements so the way that you play the game initially is that you um add difficulty 
mm-hmm. as you go. So if you complete a scenario, you can add an extra step and make it a little bit more difficult. And the game also has an expansion called Maximum, Maximum Security, which also adds a bunch more modules which can make it easier or harder. So you can basically fine-tune the game to Ooh. the difficulty of the group. I like that a lot. Um, which, is, which is really cool. Um, and also, this is... You know... Um, how we've probably mentioned before on hit the podcast so even if you haven't how nothing better than a base game that fits Mm. all of the expansions into the base game after Mm. it's done this has the reverse the expansion is a smaller box and you can fit the entire of the base game and the expansion in the smaller expansion box which is just a very weird thing so actually it makes it even more easier to store um, which I definitely think should give it plus three points in the <laughs> I'm also wondering, because the only way that you communicate is by slamming quite aggressively. You can just place it. You could do, but if the cram people are already using the vibrations and like the... Ooh, clack, the sand are they going to get a bit... They might cheat. They might. Charles and Cynthia might be talking to each other with the vibrations of the slamming. Then, then the sand. Even with the sand, I feel like the sand is a good like muffling device. Like, but also with Frank's taking his Duolingo uh, crab person (laughs) language, maybe he'd be able to see and be like, "Hey guys, there's no communication (laughs) here." (laughs) This is where the rubber bands come out. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, Charles, (laughs) I'm warning you. And uh, so he plays up to eight people this one, right? So it's quite uh, a good yes, one for yes, multiple. Yeah. And do you, how do you feel that it works on the clam front? Um, they'll just, they can just, you know, sit and watch. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't know what, we didn't, we didn't discuss the semantics of how, how um, we didn't discuss the semantics of how clams um, what they can and can't do. So I didn't cater it towards them. I feel like this is the kind of game where, you know, you you want to make a really good impression with the crab people. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's the kind of game that probably can just adapt in some way to make it playable for clams. But we didn't discuss that. So I feel like I shouldn't be penalized. It's because we thought that bit was obvious. The crabs are the hard part. Yeah. Clams, <laughs> obviously, you know how clams yeah. work. Mm. I, I, I think the clams can roll dice. Mm. I think we, you know, we can just go, okay, Time for your go in too many bones, Mr. Clam, and just roll, put the dice in him, and then he'll just like spit them out. I feel like they'd just do this, wouldn't they? And this is this is not going to work on the podcast, but they just like, yeah, they shake themselves up, yeah, and then they just yeah. shake the their head up. and then just spit the dice out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with too many bones, because it's waterproof and you're mm. underwater, they just get washed as soon as they come back <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly, so it's like it's hygiene for. <laughs> Okay, so I think we'll go on to the third recommendation, which is mm. mine. Now, mine comes with a lovely trip because if we're gonna if we're gonna start with we're talking uh, crabs and the the clam situation going on, mm. we're talking about um, specifically where you're gonna be doing it. I have a recommendation that is based in a city around around a city called Santorini. Mm. So we're talking we're talking lovely weather. We're talking it's right next to the sea. Um, we're talking it's beautiful to look at and it gets you you a trip as well so you can you could take your your clown friends over there and then you could have this game in like the best of luxury situations where you're just it's it's going to be great for diplo- mm-hmm. diplomacy so i, I really think crab passports exactly i assume they have their own way of traveling under under the sea so this one is a game of it has mainly plastic parts it has pretty much a single um like cardboard uh board i guess mm-hmm. if i want a better word that you place on the on the table it has a little bit of like plastic to kind of raise it off the uh the actual 
uh, table, as it were. So that gives you a little bit of balance. You can use that to make sure that you've got the perfectly level board on the uh, on the sand. And then what will happen is you're trying to place um, separate pieces of building on the board. And the idea is that you're trying to move your character up to the third level. And if you manage to get that, then you win. So it's a two to four player game. It looks really pretty. It's quite striking when it, it's on the table as, as itself. Um, the plastic pieces mean that by and large, they should be resistant to a soft crab uh, grip. <laughs> so uh, what will happen is as you're moving around, you're trying to get to the top, you'll be doing one of two actions. You'll be doing a build action and then you'll be doing a move action uh, all the while trying to steer yourself so you get into the position where you'll get to move on to that third level before your opponent. And it has these... It caps it off with those very vibrant, like blue uh, domes at the top. And if the dome gets placed, then you can't go up to that level. So um, it's it's. I think it's perfect. I think the um, it's quite quick game. You can play multiple ones, and then if you wanted to add some extra kind of uh, complication to it, there are also these cards that represent gods, and then you'd be able to add those in, and it kind of mixes up the gameplay quite a lot. But the base game is quite easy to uh, understand. It looks good as a first board game for the crab people. Then we want to make sure that it looks neat. Um, and so I think I think I think it's a I think it's a, it's a good recommendation. Mm. The board game teacher in me is just gonna have to correct that. It's, it's a it's a move <laughs> then a build action. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to, I had to, there has two things, and I said the wrong. I apologize. I'll take you know one of my board game cards. It, it, was, it, really it wasn't. It wasn't bad. You did say that you do both of them, and that's technically mm -hmm. right. But you do the move, then you do the build. Okay. Um, any any Santorini fans, of which I imagine there are many out there, will be really thankful. I mentioned yeah. that. I'm sure. That's why you're head of games. <laughs> Exactly. Even even <laughs> even surpassing me. Once again, the master has surpassed. Wait, the other way around. The apprentice has surpassed the master. I was also going to say, what's it called again? Santorini. Not Santorini. Oh! <laughs> I've been thinking about that for ages. I'm like, I want to make sure. Fun fact for you. How many seas are there in the world? Well, they say the seven seas, but now I feel like there's a joke coming. There's a joke coming. There's one C. It's all connected. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, that was a QI thing. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that. <laughs> oh, right. wait, they must have fact-checked uh, it for us. We need that big alarm sound. Wah, 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 set, yeah. wah. <laughs> See, the problem that's coming to my head uh -oh. is you said that you build up blocks, right? Yeah. And you take these blocks, mm. and you've got these cube-shaped pieces that their claws are grabbing and stacking up to three high. Mm -hmm. and it sounds totally viable. <laughs> but then you said they have to grab a sphere or a half dome, sphere. a half circle, and put that on top. Mm. And wouldn't it just keep sliding out? Wouldn't it just, as they close their claw, wouldn't it just drop down? Would they be able to do that? I did not think about this. I mean, enough. yes, of course they can. <laughs> I mean, they pick up rocks and such. They're definitely capable. They could probably pick it on, on like it has a lip underneath, so they could okay. probably place it down. Mm. Admittedly, that angle would be a bit awkward. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's definitely, I, 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 for one, don't underestimate the athletic ability <laughs> and dexterity of crab people. I'm sorry, what was that you were saying when I picked my game again? <laughs> they uh, might pick the wrong claw or something. There is like absolutely that. no record of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just gonna breeze past that. Huh? Okay. No way of checking. What? There was a, so I love that game, but my um, 
thing I, and even in the cafe, I will never recommend it other uh, as other than a two player game because I just feel like it doesn't add to the game ex- adding extra players. I think it's a perfect two player game. Mm. So I personally, I might be in the minority here, but I genuinely think as a three and four player game, it doesn't feel as good. I feel like mm. it's definitely a two player only game for me personally. But it's a really great two-player game. I've played a bunch of games that say they're for more people, but Mm. clearly they're a two-player game that they just thought, well, if we say it's for four players, we can sell more copies. I actually think it's the other way around that I find that more common. Like Mm. A lot of games will say we're a two- to five-player game, Mm. but if you play the two-player version of it, it's it's never as good. It's a very Mm. different game, yeah. Mm. There's usually some kind of third, uh, you know, fake player that they've added or they've drastically changed the rules yeah. to accommodate two players because I, they're trying to sell more that's one of the mm-hmm. first things i check on board game geek yeah the best with yeah thing because it's such an important stat yeah it's so mm. useful to check. praise that like element of the board game geek website because that has <laughs> yeah. saved me on many occasions i think russ game master let's let's go back and forth a little bit on this game right so yeah i quite like we, the idea that it would be for two teams in this respect because mm-hmm. well, the point is we're, we're, we're talking about um ease of learning so you can have mm-hmm. multiple people who don't necessarily know the game as well and mm-hmm. experienced people you can split those up um and equally we actually do have we have crab people and we have humans so there's already two teams that we could potentially use i think so we're, we're a mix more... of teams though right we're, yeah. playing a t- we're playing a team-based game with people who can't talk <laughs> which is totally <laughs> fine <laughs> they could just point yeah i mean like we, we we definitely have that situation but the other thing is that within clams and when we're talking about them and crabs, mm. we do actually have a perfect scenario for the Olympics there. It's got to be a cra- crab Olympics. To <laughs> cr- anyway, um, there's got to be a perfect situation there where they've got two teams already. So you're already working for that competitive mm. nature and you're not, oh, which one's going to win? It's, are the crabs going to win or are the clams going to win? So I think that's also pretty good there. Uh, it sounds good until you try to imagine a clam playing that game. <laughs> Oh, it would be it'd be fine, hundred <laughs> percent. I think this uh, podcast is uh, really showcasing uh, Rich's salesman skills. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, here. and he's yeah. very high opinion of clams. <laughs> <laughs> you just see one clam at the back doing the talking, whilst the other clam slowly opening and pushing the block up higher and higher, as exactly. the third clam is pushing it forward onto the tower. It's like higher, higher, go. <laughs> I mean, they've got some situation for all the clam structures that they've been building, right? (laughs) So they definitely have the ability to uh, manage to play this board game. I'm I'm sure of it. Uh, And also, go clam president. (laughs) (laughs) When they take over the world. (laughs) Welcome on you crab overlords. Welcome! (laughs) What do we think about the pun Clawlympics? Olympics. Mm, it's it's closer than whatever I was Crab trying to Olympics. pronounce. <laughs> my my best get was just Crablix, which Ooh. is kind of right Sounds and also like, kind of yes. horrendous. You're Sound- less likely to be sued that <laughs> yeah. one. Which I like. Olympic committee fairly <laughs> yeah. over their branding. Oh, get, getting uh, it will get in trouble from the IOC. Oh. oh, oh, I get it. I That's, get it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. There we go. We got a good pun in. All right. <laughs> it took a few attempts, but we were there. Uh, excellent. So is there anything, any queries or questions mm. you had about those? Um, any, obviously, how amazing Santorini was? You know, <laughs> do you want to just reassert how cool it is as a game? Uh, do you have anything? 
I think, I mean, obviously we've asked a few questions, you've kind of suggested them. Mm -hmm. I do think that all three of them are fantastic games. Outside of the situation, mm -hmm. they're all great games. Yep. I'm happy to play at any time. I've played them all multiple times mm -hmm. and they are all fantastic. But which one is right for this situation? And that's, mm. it's a bit, bit tough to say. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to get your adjudicating panel out. You're going to start writing them down. You make sure you've got all your points sorted. Yeah. And do you have a clear winner? Do you have a winner? Was it close? I think it was. I, it's one of those things where it's going to be, it's a last minute decision. Mm. But Ooh. I don't think with Santorini that the dexterity stacking <laughs> side of it is very practical. Because all I can think in my head is you've got like an outside circle of towers mm -hmm. and then yeah. you're trying to build one in the middle. And unfortunately this large crab claw trying to get down and they're just, they don't have that kind of versatility that we have. Mm. It may have been an element I overlooked slightly. <laughs> and I guess we'll just have to try it out one day and then we'll 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 feed back the results. <laughs> we'll launch an appeals process. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've done experimentation in the field. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll do a redo in like season three. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Richard here from the future. <laughs> it actually works. Here's Overlay. my video of playing Saturday. <laughs> just with string hanging above. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> an octopus, though. That would be a perfect game for an octopus. That would be a perfect game. Like, oh, very dexterous. Like, sadly, mm. we have no Yogscast memes about octopus being people. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they started here. <laughs> but yeah, so it was close, but that, that just puts it out for me unfortunately just slightly okay and then we've got magic maze and too many bones mm. and again both fantastic options despite the dice despite breaking <laughs> the one rule that is one of the few games where where you can break that rule but the thing in my head is the amount of pieces mm. the too many bones is like this adventure where you're telling the story and you're mm. you're enjoying that journey and mm. we can get past the communication but setting it out on the beach with all of those pieces and slowly having to move them back and forwards throughout the day as you play through three or four hours of mm. a session it just becomes too much whilst with magic maze it's 15 minutes and then you can move and do the next campaign level mm. and then 15 minutes and move to do the next one. It's even less and than that if you're bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this perfect thing and you can just see them moving back and forwards mm. up the beach, just lots, but even though it's quick because of the different levels, it's not the same game each time. So it's, it's going to take it yes. for me. Oh, thank you so much. Woo. Well done, Russ. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> okay well there we have it so we have russ winning with a, a narrow margin over santorini and too many bones narrower over yeah. some than others <laughs> <laughs> but no that, that's an excellent game i do i do enjoy playing that mm -hmm. game um i'd say it's i play it with a certain group of people yeah. i wouldn't wouldn't mm -hmm. play it with absolutely everyone um if nothing else because it's co-op and i tend to prefer competitive but it is mm -hmm. fantastic and i think it will do wonders for the crab diplomacy mm. i hope so a lot riding on this. We can yeah. teach them how shopping works as well at the same yeah. time, which yeah. is quite handy. Or, or shoplifting. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> and we also have teleportation. I don't even know how this got in here as well. Fear us, crabs. Fear our teleportation. <laughs> but uh, I think with that, that's that's all of it for mm. us here mm. at the podcast. Um, if you are watching on the YouTube, please uh, consider going over to your 
your trusty audio version. If you if you fancy mm. you around can't spend all the time watching that YouTube video, then yeah. please consider uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, exactly. please go there and leave us a five-star review. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> no other reviews are, are accepted. Yeah, otherwise we'll, <laughs> Don't get, even try. we'll get the crab people around <laughs> to make sure that that's a five-star. But we have been joined by the wonderful Frank today. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. You can find me online as City of Games HQ. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever else exists out there under that handle. And always happy to chat, talk about games, teach games, come and play games. I'm in Bristol. Say hello. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. And that's it for us today. So thank you very much. And thank goodbye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.